a seat. This morning, Rick will be preaching from Romans 5, 8, and 9. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. You guys, this is the, oh, sorry. <laughs> this is the best verse in the best chapter in the whole Bible. In the best book, the best verse, the best chapter, and the best book in the whole Bible. This is it, Romans 5, 8. Did you know that? Aren't you excited that you're here today? Because you get to hear about the best verse and the best chapter and the best book of the best Bible? The best Bible? There's only one. I'm sorry, I got a little, little carried away there. I apologize. Um, it's going to be great, you guys. I'm uh, like, uh, it's kind of silly that I'm whatever right now, but it's the truth. This is a great verse, and it's vital for us to understand the depth of God's love for us. And during the call to worship that Ben led us through, we um, uh, talked about or, or asked you to consider or think about something in your heart, in your life, someone in your world where you have not been loving to them, and then to confess that as sin to God. The beautiful part about this is that even when we sin, God still loves us. Um, so the tagline of this series, pull that, the, the whole slide up there, can you, uh, Brooklyn? Um, the tagline of this series is, is the gospel fully loved and fully accepted. I think it's coming. It'll be coming any, any second. There it is, fully loved and fully accepted. And so I want, um, like we haven't talked a lot about this tagline, but it's, it's so massively important to understand the gospel. And the purpose of the gospel, the purpose of this series, is for us to continually beat it into our heads that we are at all times fully loved and fully accepted. So as you consider the person in your life that you don't love well or you didn't love well or, or something that happened in your life this week, as you consider that person is fully loved and fully accepted and so are you even in the midst of your sin. And so I want you to hear a lot of things today, but, but that's kind of the, the key one. So let's go back to the verses and, and let me read those two verses again. Um, but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we, have, we now have been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Um, your acceptance has nothing to do with your ability to not sin. Let me say that again to you. Your acceptance by God has nothing to do with your ability to not sin. But we often don't believe that. We gather together in this place in something on a Sunday morning that we call church, and we believe it. But do we believe it in our normal lives? The gospel also has nothing to do with your ability to clean yourself. Um, and your being loved and accepted has nothing to do with you making yourself attractive to God. Um, there's, a, there's a clip that I want to show you. It's uh, from a movie called Whiplash. Have you guys seen Whiplash before? 
Feel free to raise your hand. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Um, you haven't seen it? Okay, well, come over, come over this week and, and you can get cool by hanging out with me and watching Whiplash. Um, so I want to set the clip up a little bit in that the, the movie, and this doesn't spoil it for those who haven't seen it, the movie is, is about uh, a kid who's a jazz drummer and he's going to this very um, prestigious music school and he's got a teacher who's just really, really hard on him. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's better, the, the joke or, or Sheridan's response to the joke. <laughs> she said, oh, drumline. No. So, um, whiplash is, so this, this teacher is this really hard driving, um, like just downright mean teacher, and he's trying to draw the best out of the student by being mean and hard. In this clip, the teacher has, has stopped, they're, they're in the middle of practicing a song, and the teacher has stopped class and has confronted the kid um, about his ability to, to keep tempo properly. And uh, just roll, roll that clip. Go ahead and, and show it. One, two, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now, was I rushing or was I dragging? Mm-hmm. Count again. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Rushing or dragging? Rushing. So you do know the difference. So, like... Before you lose the, the intensity of that, like a, a teacher slapping his pupil, this is how we view God a lot, as that teacher. And he's not. He fully loves and fully accepts you when you screw up. And that is, could be the most freeing thing that you hear. Because in the context of religion, in the context of of our world's perception of religion. This is God. Like, you do know what it means. You do know what it means to not sin and and slapping us around when we mess up or slapping us around when we just don't know and we're scared. and, And, like, that's not the relationship that God has for you. He fully loves and fully accepts you. And I hope you see it. Um... Your standing with God has nothing to do with your performance. Um, and I, when you fully understand, and well, that's, that's a bad way to say it, because you'll never fully understand and fully embrace the gospel. Um, but when you begin to more fully understand and embrace the gospel, your heart is led to worship. And your heart is led to, to wonder. What are the qualities of such a God who would love me like this? Um, These two verses are two of the the simplest verses in Scripture. So let's look first at Romans 5, 8, which is the best verse and the best chapter in the best book of the Bible. And it has 
great words here. So I want to, the third word, but God shows, that word shows is translated other places as, as demonstrates or proves. It's the Greek word sunasteo, and the word picture is it places within your reach. All right? Here is a bottle of water completely unopened, just so you, like, I'm not playing any tricks at all, but it's sitting up here, and I feel like Brett is thirsty. So I'm going to come and give Brett a bottle of water. That is sunasteo. Something that's outside of his reach has been brought by someone and placed within his reach. And now Brett has the water and Brett can drink the water. This is what this word means. But God shows sunasteos his love. And I find that to be incredible. Think about the beauty of that. God loves you so much, but he doesn't just love you. He sunasteos his love. He, he puts it in a place where you can reach it and interact with it. And it's, it's just incredible. And the, the gospel is, is beautiful here. But that's, that's not just the only thing. Imagine if this verse said... What would the difference be in this verse if we took out that middle phrase? But it, and it just said, but God shows his love for us in that Christ died for us. What's the difference between that and what it actually says? What, what is added when he says, in that while we were still sinners? Um. What's added? Like the depth of love is added. While we were still sinners, while you were still repulsive to him, it's supremely important. This is incredible. It, it takes away insecurity. Do you see that? Like his love was, was demonstrated, was soon to stay out to you while you were still a sinner, while you were at your worst. That's when he proved his love. That's got to take away every bit of your insecurity. That's got to take away every bit of, of, what you, of, of looking at God the way we saw that teacher in, the, in Whiplash. Because while you were at your worst, while you couldn't keep the time, the beat, the, the tempo, God loved you in that moment. And what this means is you are fully loved and fully known. I want to talk about that for a second. What does it mean to be fully loved but not fully known? That means that there's a chance that when you learn something else about me, you might not love me anymore. And there's a, there's a real sense of insecurity that's there. And I think about relationships. I think about marriages. I think about boyfriends and girlfriends. I think about a new friend that when you get to know me, when you get to know the fullness of me, you're not going to love me anymore. It's why we lie in relationships. Lie to cover up so you won't know the, the depth of who I am. 
It's why we hide in relationships, so that you won't know the depth of who I am. Because if you knew the depth of who I am, you wouldn't love me anymore. But you are fully known and fully loved by God. It takes away anxiety. It takes away stress. It takes away insecurity. It takes away all of those things. Now, those things may be present in your life about other relationships. And I'm not here to say that this is the the cure to all of life's anxieties. But it is the cure to all of life's anxieties towards God. He loves you. And when, when Romans 5, 8 says that he loves you, this is the kind of love it's talking about. Everything there is to know about you, even stuff you don't know about yourself, God knows. And that doesn't change his love for you even a little bit. That's the beauty of that phrase, while we were still sinners. But the second piece, what would it look like if we were fully known and not fully loved? Like, there's just no relationship. Because, like, I've seen you and I know you and I'm not interested. And I think maybe one of those two places might go back to where we were in our call to worship, where there's somebody you weren't loving to. You either knew something about them now that, you, that makes you not love them, or you just don't love them to begin with, and you fully know them. Either way, it's not the sort of love that God has for you, and it's that sort of love that God intends to send us with. Um, so important. Um, I want to say this to you. Um, I wanted to make sure we got this right, so I'm just going to read this from my notes. Jesus loves you with the kind of love that we just talked about, fully known and fully loved, and in such a way that you can interact and engage with him and his love when you're at your very worst. And that idea is knee-buckling to me to, to really stop and consider that God fully knows you and fully loves you. Your sin, your present sin, your past sin, your future sin is not too great to not be engulfed in God's love. That is incredible news. It's freeing news. Um, I want to bring a, a, a fairly large quote to you. It, it's in your bulletin. It's uh, from Tim Keller, who does some of the best modern work of, about the gospel. Um, he wrote a book that was life-changing to many of you and to me called Prodigal God, and it's incredible. And this idea kind of comes from that. If you're looking for something to read, Prodigal God is, and you haven't read it, it's, that's a great one. Anyway, Keller says this, the gospel means that Christians are in themselves still sinful and sinning. Let me say that again to you. The gospel means that you are still sinful and sinning, yet in Christ. God is not that music teacher. So we can say that we are more wicked than we ever dared believe, but we are more loved and accepted in Christ than we ever dared hope. There's so much depth in that simple little sentence. Do you, like, I, my hope for this 
series and this sermon and this little few seconds is that you leave this place fully understanding this idea that you're more wicked than you ever thought you were, but you're more loved and accepted than you ever hoped you would be. And this is the gospel. It means that the more you see your own flaws and sins, the more precious and electrifying and amazing God's grace appears to you. Let me pause in the middle of, of that. And uh, I tried to find this, but I don't know what it's called. Do you ever see these little angles with arrows pointing out? You know, like visualize this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm dumb, you guys. <laughs> so like there's an angle with a line, and the, the, the arrow means that that line extends forever, right? And there's another one going this way, and that arrow means that that one extends forever. Here, those two lines at, at their, what, what do you call the axis, at, 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 the, at where those two lines come together, that's not very far apart. But at the end points, they're, they're hugely far apart. So the more you understand your own sin, the further your line goes out. And the more you understand God's love for you, the, the more that line goes out. And there's such a vast difference. And the beautiful part is that vast difference is spanned by the love of God. And the beautiful part about that is that you are more sinful than you ever knew that you could be. So this line can never stop. And God accepts you and loves you more than you could ever imagine. So this line never stops. So the expanse of God's love, which, which transcends those, is infinite. That's good news. It's, it's just baffling. And, and the more you consider and the more you think about it, and I wish I had a mathematical brain you could really sense and, and feel like there's such depth to the beauty and joy of the gospel and, and living there. Imagine walking around this earth knowing that idea that God's love is infinite. And he's soon to stay out that love for you. Like it... To, to walk around this earth with that in the front of your brain. You ever had a, a computer file that, like, it's something you used to use a lot, but now it's no longer on your desktop, and you, like, you got to, like, go in and search your computer. It's somewhere in your computer. You got to find it somewhere, and you, like, you, you go to the search bar, and, and, like, if you're like me, you don't really, you kind of know, but you don't really know, and, you're, and it's just hard to find that old program. Anybody? Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Josh. This notion, what I'm trying to say to you, and why I'm belaboring this point, and we'll belabor it for the next eight weeks, is, is here that there's, like, to place that program on your desktop so that you have complete access to it all the time. That's, that's what's happening. That's the goal of, of, of this series, is to place this infinite love of God on your desktop that you can always have immediate access to it because it's so important for us. Um, the rest of Keller's quote. It means the more you see your own flaws and sins, the more precious 
and electrifying and amazing God's grace appears to you. But on the other hand, the more you are aware of God's grace and acceptance in Christ, the more you're able to drop your denials and self-defenses and admit the true dimensions and character of your sin. If you knew that whatever you did in your life, I was going to say, I forgive you, wouldn't you be more apt to confess And, and what, what does God have to do to prove to you that he loves you and that he forgives you? Um, I, I think I, I want to say something just for a second about our cultural moment. You guys know what I mean when I say our cultural moment? Like the way that culture is telling us to behave and believe? in the way that we behave and believe because we live in 2019 North America, um, it seems like everything is someone else's fault. It seems like they are broken. It seems like we do a lot of work drawing circles around ourselves. And saying, the people that are inside this circle, they're the good ones. The people that are outside of this circle, they're the bad ones. Um, I think that this verse and this gospel has something to say about those circles that we draw. This idea tears at your feelings of superiority and it tears at your feelings of inferiority. Because ultimately, the only thing on this earth that matters eternally, let me say that again, the only thing on this earth that matters eternally is what you do with Jesus. So the circle that we draw, everyone is in it. You know who else is in it? Jesus. That's soon to stay out. So this has to change this cultural moment for the gospel-believing Christian. And what this really makes me want to do is go talk to some religious preaching. Well, I'll just not say bad things about people. Um, Romans 5.9. We're almost finished, and this one's quick. Romans 5.9. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. There's an incredibly crucial phrase that's here. We have now been justified. Stop for a second. Consider this. You are right now justified. Justified means 
that God looks at us and says there's no sin in us. Do you, like, I, I want you to, to think about that. That God looks at you and says there is no sin in that woman. God looks at you and says there is no sin in that man. So, grab your bulletin if you have your bulletin. I want to read these over us. Everybody got it? Justified means this. All the times that you have chosen stuff over God. All the times that you have chosen your way over God's way. All the times that you have feared man more than God. All the times that you have said, my way is better than God's. All the times that you have lusted. All the times that you have had anger or hate towards someone. Those first two were kind of abstract, weren't they? Let me read those last two again. All of the times that you have lusted. All of the times that you have had anger or hate towards someone. All of the times that you have been jealous. All of the times that you have coveted someone or something. All of the times that you have chosen the creation over God. All of those times and all of those things are now removed. Woo! I didn't say that to wake you up. I said that because, like, it's worthy of it. It's inc- like, that's incredible. All of those times are now removed. All the times you have had anger or hatred or lust or jealousy or envy, all of those things are removed from you. And if you believe them for even one second, that those, are, that those things are not removed from you, that's a lie from your enemy. You are justified now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not someday when you're better or older or when you have your stuff together. You're justified now. What will you do with this information? Here's some ideas. Press into Jesus. Understand more about what the gospel is. Here's here's another idea. Forgive someone. Like, there's a design to the flow here. Ben led us in this idea where we would think of someone that we didn't love very well. Maybe when you truly understand the gospel, you start loving better, or you ask people's forgiveness, or you forgive people. Here's something else you could do with this information. You could, you could trust Jesus with your sin. What does he mean, trust Jesus with your sin? Like, speak it out loud. This is how I've sinned against you, Jesus. And then you could also trust Jesus with your failure. I'll leave you with one last thought. The act of justification was done for you and not by you. The act of justification was done for you 
and not by you. Again, go back to our scene from Whiplash. When you've got to be perfect and you've got to be right and you've got to nail it every time. No, it's not how God works. This is why this verse is the best verse and the best chapter in the best book of the Bible because it just changes everything. You can stop trying and start just living with him. And then that filters out in every relationship, in every aspect of your life. Let's pray. God, thank you for your gospel. Thank you for the beauty of your gospel. Thank you for the sufficiency of the work that Jesus did for us. Thank you for the sufficiency of your love that we are fully known and fully accepted and fully loved all the time. God, you are just incredible. God, engage our hearts now in this moment that we could respond in worship of you. God, allow us to, allow the, the gospel to just penetrate the darkest places of our souls and shine your incredible light there. God, allow us to just walk around this planet forgiven and loved and, and forgiving and loving and inviting people into the circle that we've drawn, Father. God, allow us to use us more than we use they or them. God, thank you that you put your love within our reach while we were still sinners and did the ultimate thing of dying for us. Thank you, Jesus. Guide us now as we respond to you. Take these moments now as we respond to you. God, and penetrate the hearts of those in this room. God, allow us to, to ask you boldly to forgive us. God, allow us to boldly confess our sin to you and then allow us to boldly worship you confident of our position with you justified, loved, accepted thank you for Jesus it's in his name I pray, amen